everyone and welcome to the Heavy Matters podcast with myself, Joey. Benny is away today. He's got some excuse why he can't be here, but two very reliable resources I've drafted in, in Tony Bliss and Fletch, who is very, very sombre today after yesterday's hammering of Bournemouth against Liverpool. How are you, lads? Oh, I was okay until that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm fine, you. <laughs> doing good here yeah all good 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 um this is like a bit of a, a one-off show we're just reviewing one album today um from camelot but tony i believe you were at a gig this week or last night and i was at two gigs this week so tony you were at lamb of god and creator i believe no this was a um an off show for lamb of god Okay. So, yeah, Lamb of God um, headlining and Harriet in support. Nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, first time seeing Harriet. Um, yeah, and they were brilliant. Obviously stoked to be supporting Lamb of God, as you would be. Um, and yeah, they really brought it. They were so heavy live. Um, yeah, the sound, the sound was great as well, which was really helped them. And yeah. Uh, yeah, um, the set wasn't too long, um, but yeah, they've not got many songs, have they, at the minute? I think their EP was eight tracks, and they've got maybe a couple of singles, maybe, yeah. as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, they were brilliant. Um, they're, really, they're a really exciting band, and um, yeah, um, really looking forward to seeing how they progress, really, because um, and the crowd were into it as well, which was awesome yeah. to see. The place was packed out from... Um, when we got there, it was absolutely rammed. So, um, yeah, that was really awesome to see. What's the capacity yeah. at the venue? What's that, sorry? What's the capacity at the venue? How many does it hold? I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, it's not massive, but it's it's, it's a fair size venue. Like thousands? Yeah, yeah, maybe a bit more. Um, yeah? Yeah, so, um, but yeah, from... It was completely and utterly Ramo. So um, obviously the words getting out about uh, Harriet and uh, everyone got in early to make sure they caught them. So Good. yeah, awesome to see. Yeah, and then um, Lamb of God, who were on fire. Um, obviously, it's out with Creator. You said that at the minute. So yeah, yeah. Is that like a co-headliner? Um, it must. Yeah, be. I think it is. Yeah, they did a, a song together as well, didn't they? Yeah, oh yeah, they did, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're obviously uh, in sort of prime form at the minute. Um, but yeah, it was great. I mean, the set list, there wasn't too much from the new album, which kind of surprised me, but the set was only an hour long, so I suppose... This, only an hour? Yeah, only an hour long. Um, but they, uh, they, they kind of, they packed in what they could. Um, I think the venue might be, I know it's just, it, it's at the UEA, which is a student venue. So I don't know if there's like a student night on afterwards, maybe or something. So <laughs> maybe they had to sort of, because uh, it, it ended at like 10 past nine. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, doors were at 6.30. So yeah, it was quite an early one, um, which is actually quite nice, to be honest. Um, 100%. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not as young as I used to be. So <laughs> I quite like getting home at like, uh, a, a reasonable hour so um but um yeah Lamb of God were great I mean yeah as I say there wasn't too much from the new album which kind of surprised only a couple of songs um 
but I'm not as au fait with their newer stuff anyway so that didn't really didn't really bother me too much but um but yeah they played a quite a nice like even even split between all the albums um they play like 11th hour and stuff of as the palaces burn yeah we had 11th hour from that uh vigil as well um murder ruin so quite a lot from palaces burn oh, actually nice. yeah um a couple from self-titled i think they opened with um Memento Mori, which um really good, really good opener. Um yeah, all the uh most of the classics that you want in there. I mean, finished with redneck, oh. later red. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were really awesome, really on fire. And um yeah, they're just one of the best metal bands to do it, really, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and I think I'll be listening to a lot of uh, Lamb of God this week. Um yeah, really good time. Brilliant. I, I don't think I've ever seen Lamb of God in a, on their own show. Um, I, I saw them over here. They supported uh, Megadeth um, on that yeah. tour. Um, and then I've seen them at like a couple of festivals, but I've never seen them in their own show. So I, I always get like, probably like that show you were at last night, I only get like a few snippets of songs here and there. Whereas I'd love to see them, like, in America, like Virginia, I'd say it would be absolutely phenomenal, like, seeing yeah. them on their own show. Fletch, have you seen them before? No, I've never, never saw them before. They're one of them, one of them bands that I, I, I got into later on as well, that just sort of passed me by when they were, you know, first out. And that's so I do like them now, but, yeah, I've never had the pleasure. Fair, fair. Uh, Tony, what would you give the gig for Lamb of God? Out of ten, ooh, we don't do decimals, do we? So we do, we do oh, do we decimals. Do. They're a new New Year thing. Yeah, brilliant. Right, I'll go an eight point five then. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Pushing a nine. Um, I don't see many gigs, so I don't know if I was overawed by <laughs> finally getting to a gig and. Um, uh, but yeah, from from where I was standing, it was brilliant. So yeah, eight point five. By the way, your point on um, coming home and finishing at nine and being home gigs should be like that more often. Midweek gigs are a bit more difficult because of work and stuff. But like weekends, I want to be home at ten o'clock. Like I don't want to be what staying there to eleven, half eleven, watching a band. I don't know what you guys, Fletcher, if you agree, or you're a lot younger than us though. So. I don't. I don't mind. It's on a weekend. I don't mind, but I, I, I'm always happy to get on the very earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially with travel and stuff. So yeah. it helped just being a two-band bill, I suppose. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, I definitely prefer it. As I said, I'm not as young as I used to be. So yeah, yeah. Getting home at a nice hour, um, and to be fair. Seeing some sort of five bands in one on one sort of bill can get a little bit sort of overbearing, I suppose, can't it? It's a lot. It's a lot of yeah. music to be taking in in one one sort of sitting. Um, but again, as I said, it's probably because I'm getting a I'm getting old and grumpy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, when I was younger, I, I would have loved it. So, um, yeah, lovely but stuff. Um, I was at. On Thursday, the Archfire, Cyproptic, Benighted, and 
Entheos gig in Dublin, and I managed to chat to Cheney, vocalist from Entheos, um, after their set, which is available now. It's live. And man, Entheos, I don't know if you boys have listened to that album much, but like it's properly progressive tech death metal. It is amazing. And the songs live were just awesome. Cheney just took hold of the crowd from the start. And this was like, you know, they were on about five to seven, I think. The place was fairly jammed at that point. There was mosh pits, there were circle pits, the lot for a first band. Unbelievable. Um, and then Benighted, I don't know if you've ever listened to them. French, like, real, like, blackened, hard death metal. But... Yeah. Again, really good. The drummer was insane, such precision. Um, I'd say you might like that, Fletch, actually, Benighted. I don't know if you've heard them before. I, I, it doesn't ring any bells. I might have heard them, but I don't, I'm not familiar with it, so I'll definitely check them out. But worth checking out, yeah. Um, and then Psychroptic. So I was actually chatting to Cheney when Psychroptic were on, which you can hear in the background of the interview. <laughs> and so I only managed to like catch maybe 10, 15 minutes of their set. But from what I saw, the crowd was going nuts. And then, unfortunately, I had to get back for my babysitter because this is the world we live in, the rock and roll. So I missed Archspire. But when I got back home, the drummer from Entheos actually did a live Instagram of Archspire. And from what I saw, the place was absolutely nuts. But I'm glad I missed them because in a venue like that, I mean, Archfire, I don't know if you've listened to that last album of theirs, it's just insane. So, very disappointed. But if you can get a chance to see him on this tour, then I highly recommend it. Is that the gig where they played Twister in the pit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, on the live video, it was quite funny. The lead singer of Archfire called out a guy on his phone texting during the show, which was quite good. Um, I'm a bit of a rant now but I'm getting so fed up of watching gigs through people's phones like it's just so frustrating I, I, I've no bother with people like you know taking a photo here and there or like you know like maybe a 10 second clip but I, I was at a gig the other day I can't remember who it was and this guy in front literally filmed like two songs and it's so annoying because you just find yourself looking through the phone rather than looking at yeah. the gig I just don't understand what they're getting from it. Why, what, you know, unless you're going to professionally film it and upload it to YouTube, fair play, but why would anyone want to watch a shit recorded phone video from you? Anyway, ran, yeah. ran over. No, one, no one's ever going to watch that back anyway. No. <laughs> exactly. So that was Thursday night, really good gig in my favourite venue in Wheelands. And then Friday night, I went and... So I don't know if you've heard this band, By Curious. They are a two-piece instrumental post-rock band from Dublin. And I also interviewed them on the night, but it's a 150-cap venue. They're, like I said, two-piece drum guitarist, and the place was absolutely hopping. I don't know whether you guys... Tony, you might like them. Fletch, I don't think it's your cup of tea. But they played Arc Tangent last year. The tent was jammed. It was rocking. They're playing Arc Tangent this year again on the Wednesday. 
just one of those gigs where I just had a few Guinness and just let my hair down and hide. So by curious as well. Uh, give them a, a listen if you want. But enough of that. Let's move on to why we're here. We are talking about the new album from Camelot. The album is called The Awakening and it's out on the 17th of March via Napalm Records. Now, lads, there was a bit of banter going back and forward on the Heavy Matters group chat about this when I posed it to you that we check this album out. And I have never listened to a Camelot album before. I may have heard a song in passing or I may have seen them at a festival one time don't know but I've never sat down and listened to a Camelot album in full so I was going in blind Fletch you being the power metal connoisseur here this is probably your cup of tea what? oh yeah definitely yeah um so power metal something I've only sort, sort of gotten into recently but I'm more of a I enjoyed the last Sabaton and Powerwolf records that's not really not really familiar with the more symphonic end of things so this was this was quite new to me as well okay tony yeah i i know the name camelot um this is the very first time i've ever listened to them um i struggle with the power metal thing um there's a few bands i like um but just the name camelot kind of puts my back up a little bit um um but yeah, yeah, um, I've seen the name. I know they're a big deal in the scene. They've been going for God knows how many years now, a long time. 1987 they started, Tony. Well, the year before I was born. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, this is the very first time I've listened to them. So um, so yeah. Cool. So, so we actually, none of us have any preconceptions of what we would even expect from this album the uh the press release um, when we got sent this was heavy symphonic power power metal with 13 tracks of fun something like that i'm paraphrasing but i have to admit and there was a little bit of on the group chat before we came and recorded this about what we thought the first thing i said was they have rips on this like there's no denying that this album is full of absolute riffs. Anyone agree or disagree? I agree. Um, yeah, I was um, wasn't expecting to be as positive as I'm going to be in this review. <laughs> being honest with you, um, but yeah. As I say, I kind of struggle with the difference sometimes between sort of power metal and symphonic metal and sort of the like, way, way you draw the line and stuff. But I think with a band like this, if you take away all the bells and whistles and the symphonics and the orchestration and everything, in structure and sort of in attitude, it's just classic heavy metal. Yeah. As, as far as I can see. Uh, and I think they do this as good as anyone's doing it at the minute. So yeah, as I say, I'm really surprised at how much I, I enjoyed this because at heart, it's just a big thunderous heavy metal album. So what's not to like? Fletch, your, your over, um, overriding feelings on this album? Do you disagree with Tony? Um, I guess it's, I just sort of, 
preface it by saying this kind of thing isn't really for me in general. But I do agree with the point. Obviously, there was more riffs than I was expecting. I, I can't remember what it's called, but um, the third track on it, it's like under the verse, you've got like a decent mellow death riff un- underneath it, which which was a nice surprise. And so there was there was there were bits like that, which I did give me something to grasp onto, really help me get into it a bit more. So. I did like it more than I thought. I think, um, like, I'm the same. The symphonic stuff is really not usually my thing. I know there was a, a the Twilight Force had an album out earlier this year as well, and that's very, very, like, overblown. Like, they do it to, like, a crazy standard. So this is sort of a bit more toned down than that. So it's a bit easier to, to get into, especially if you're not used to it. But... Another thing I did like about it is there was quite a bit of diversity in it as well. It wasn't, every song didn't sound the same. It wasn't, you know, the same template each time. There was a bit more, like, you had a bit of electronics on some of the intros. There's there's one where it's just like a bit, bit of medieval folk. So, as I said, there is a, it's, as I said, 13 tracks is a bit long, especially if it's not something that you, mm. you know, usually go for. But I know two, two of them, there's an intro and an outro, so. It's not, not too bad when you look at it that way. But, yeah, I mean, the, the going for Epic, and they've certainly achieved that with the sound. But overall, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not something I'm going to rush back to just based on the fact that it's not my, it's not my kind of thing. But I, I like it more than I expected to. Like I said, like you said, there was more riffs. There was more, it had more going on than I expected. Oh, Fletch. Now, in, in all fairness, for the three of us, and if any was here as well, this would this is not none of us would go and put on a power metal or whatever you want to call it, this sort of album first thing in the morning. You know, we are more towards the heavier end of the spectrum, so I wasn't expecting everyone to love it. Fletch, I thought this might have been a bit of you. Um, and I thought you might have liked it a bit more. I'm actually surprised, Tony enjoyed it as much i'm gonna come out and say it right this album is a hell of a lot of fun i actually had so much fun listening to this and fletch you're bang on you know the diversity of the album there's i think a couple of tracks in maybe track five and six when it gets a bit mellower there's a couple of mellow tracks in there um which slows things down and then it comes out the other side and it kicks off again but uh, one thing I will say, uh, track four, One More Flag in the Ground, could well be my song of the year. It is an absolute anthem. Like, <laughs> it's just so hooky, the chorus. I, it's been stuck in my head ever since I've listened to this album. It's unbelievable. And this, I would go see this band at a festival because I think it would be a proper sort of fist in the air, you know, rollicking good time. Just have, you know, with 10,000 people in a field, you wouldn't know, but you just have such a good time together. I fucking love this album. I've said it. I'm not surprised you like it, really, because some of it, like, the the band behind, it could be sort of a, sort of like a Nightwish kind of, kind mm. of deal with just without the operatic vocals. So, yeah, I can really see why you like it. Um, 
I think the big point for me is on it as well that um, really sort of sets it apart is the production. Wow. Um, it's really got that modern big production sort of oomph behind it. And it sort of reminds me of what sort of Priest did with Firepower. And that again, it's just big heavy metal songwriting, but it's really got that sort of modern sort of power punch behind it. Um, and it just sounds just sounds monstrous. So yeah. Um, and there are bits, uh, there are heavier bits. There's, bits. there's a song called My Pantheon that's got like a bit of a blast of death metal in there and some there's some aggressive vocals going on as well. Um, so yeah, um, again, really surprised how much I'm into this. Um, the singer does sometimes grate me a tiny bit. It reminds me of James uh, Labrie from uh, Dream Theater. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I do quite like some Dream Theater stuff, but yeah, um, I'm not too sort of big on the vocals, but but yeah, there's way more positives than in this than negatives, in my opinion. And the Dream Theater as well, I had that in my notes, that not necessarily vocals, but musically, there are parts in here that could easily fit on the Dream Theater album in that regard. Fletch, I feel like... You, you're just you're dismissing this album that it's gone for you well first off before I say anything else just let me pick my jaw up off the floor at your reaction saying that you love this album I can't believe it <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I think I might as I said I, I might go back to it I don't know I, I did enjoy it more than I was expecting to so I might get a might get a craving for a bit of power metal and if I did, then this would certainly be like one that I'd reach for if I did want this type of thing. So I think one one thing as well that I did like about it, it, it didn't get sort of, usually with this sort of thing, or if it's something that I'm not that familiar with, or I'm not that into, I'll be okay for the first few tracks and then I'll, you know, get a bit tired of it and get a bit bored. But I didn't really feel like that with this. It, it didn't seem like too top heavy or anything. For instance, I think seven, eight, and nine, then tracks. I think that was my favorite part of the album that run a bit later on. So it 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 did keep me engaged. It didn't just sort of drift off and stop listening. So that was another positive I did quite like about it. And I do agree with Tony's point about the production as well. It, it just suits it nicely. Yeah. Well, I mean, the production is it's gleaming, isn't it? And you know, if you had anything else on here, it probably wouldn't make sense. Um, I. I will definitely be going back to this album. I can't see it threatening my top 20 albums of the year, but it's really pleasantly, pleasantly surprised me this. And I, I mean, I probably won't be going back into their back catalogue because I think, well, they've been going since 1987. So I assume they've got one or two albums pre, pre this. And by that, I mean, they've probably got a hell of a lot. But I might have a dip into one of their live albums and see what their choice cuts are. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just love when albums like this take my surprise. I, I you know, um, and it's one that I can. Venny and I always say about the the dinner table test: Can you put an album on at dinner with the wife, and can you get away with it still being on by the end of dinner? This is one of those albums. I think this would be a good fun album for you could throw on at a barbecue and no one would be really offended. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's 
Tony, would you go back to this? Yeah, I think I would. Um, as I, uh, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be sort of on the uh, on the listening list, sort of a lot. But I'll definitely go back to it. I think. Um, and like you, I doubt I'll be delving back into their back catalogue, um, just because, as you say, uh, as I said, uh, they formed the year before I was born, so I've got like a lifetime of albums <laughs> just like, <laughs> to get through. So um, yeah, I think I'll swerve that to be honest, but. Um, yeah, I think I'll go back to this. I enjoyed it enough to to warrant some repeat listens. So, so yeah, um, yeah, like you, it won't it won't trouble my top twenty by a by a long shot. But but yeah, it's a good, fun, enjoyable heavy metal album. So again, what more could you ask for? Exactly. Right. Let's just start with you. What rating are you giving this? Decimal points are allowed. Okay, I will give it a 6.8. But, but with the caveat that that could well that, that could well go higher if you know when I, if I go back to it more and give it more listens. Because it, it like I said, it's it's generally not my kind of thing, but it did take me by surprise and there was a lot more that that I, that I liked about it than I expected to. So I'm I'm open to revising it at a later date and giving it a, bit, a bigger score. I I'm going to make a claim now, Tony. That I reckon in about a month's time, we're going to get a text on the group by Fletch going. Actually, I love this album and I'm changing my rating. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. To be honest, um, <laughs> although it depends if he goes back to it. Well, that is a good point. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to keep reminding him. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. We're <laughs> just subconsciously dropping in text like Camelot. Put that Camelot on, yeah, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's not let's not let it drop. All right, Tony. Um, oh dear, uh, I'd probably go seven point six. Oh, yeah, around that sort of yeah, yeah. I think it warrants that. As I say, it's not always my thing, but um, I enjoyed it for what it was. And uh, yeah, I'll probably go back to it. So yeah, 7.6. Fair. I am going with a 7.7. So, I mean, no surprise with uh, how I described the album. But yeah, like, if you like heavy metal, I can't really see this offending you. Now, at the same time, if you're like in Fletcher's sphere of people who just listen to death metal and all that, you're probably not going to throw it on. But I think if you actually just gave it a go, you might be pleasantly surprised by this. But Wicked Album, I have had so much fun with it and I'm going to go listen to it for the rest of the day. Fletch, I recommend you do the same. I'll give it another shot later today. (laughs) We're making sure... (laughs) We're halfway there, Tony. We're halfway there. Uh, right, Fletch, Tony, thanks so much for your time today. It was only a short one, but very enjoyable. Thank you for your time. Tony, enjoy um, Arsenal later on today. Yeah, right. a bit nervous. Ah, you'll be fine. We'll be all right. Fletch, you can uh, revisit match today and watch the Bournemouth game again if you want yesterday, or is that erased from your memory already? I will listen to this album again instead. 
deal. Yeah, fair one, fair one. Um, right, guys, thanks so much for your time, and I'll see you next time. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us.